now I would like to go with uh, uh, Infantino talking about the LGBTQ. And he mm. said, and I'm sure FIFA is worried about uh, the safety of people coming to see the game. And I'm thinking, yeah, they must have worked really hard to not get people into trouble, say, you know, there's uh, LGBTQ people coming and you don't want them to be arrested. You don't want this to turn ugly. It's bad mm -hmm. press. I'm sure FIFA worked really hard. And he says um, LGBTQ plus rights would be protected in Qatar during the World Cup, just during the World Cup. They have confirmed and I can confirm that everyone is welcome. If you have a person here and there who says the opposite, it's not the opinion of the country. It's certainly not the opinion of FIFA. Yeah, sure. Uh, you want to stay at home and say how bad they are. These Arabs, these Muslims, because it's not allowed to be publicly gay. Uh, it's not allowed to be gay at all. Uh, I believe it should be allowed. He's okay. okay, fair enough. But it is a process. It is not a process because it's in the law and nothing is changing right now. If someone thinks that hammering and criticizing will achieve something, well, I can tell you it will exactly be the opposite. It will close more doors. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make sense for even FIFA to have chosen Qatar as a, a place to to have the cup because they are already like they should know like uh, they are kind of yeah. putting the country into their uh, their principles you yeah. know like they are standing up for Qatar now so why do you think they chose Qatar in, well, in 2010 the choice was uh, USA Australia Japan Qatar and I think there was one more why do you think they chose Qatar? I mean, it's always the same answer, right? It's the money. Ah! You know? Ding, 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 ding. Gas. <laughs> 2010, Qatar came with a, mm. an envelope. An envelope, yeah. And this is also part of the speech, wasn't it? Because uh, Infantino meant that the criticizers were hi uh, hypocritical because mm. they are exploiting the gas resources that Qatar has. But that's, you know, exactly why they chose Qatar. So I don't know what he was trying to do there. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so now let's talk about uh, let's talk about sex. Let's talk about LGBTQ+. Um, I'll give you an example. There is tons of them on the internet. If you go on a website, you will find lots of testimonies. Uh, LGBTQ uh, Qataris, uh, including four transgender women, one bisexual woman, and one gay man, okay? They got uh, the preventive security department, what the hell that is, officers, detained them in an underground prison in Al Dafne, in Doha, where they verbally harassed and subjected detainees to physical abuse, ranging from slapping to kicking and punching until they bled. One woman said she lost consciousness. Security officers also inflicted verbal abuse, extracted forced confessions and denied detainees access to legal counsel, family and medical care. All six said that police forced them to sign pledges indicating they would cease immoral activity. All were detained without charge, in one case for two months in solitary confinement, without access to legal counsel. Were these citizens of Qatar? Yeah. Wow. Their own citizen. Yeah. So, 
the law states that it's illegal. Um, but there are lots of things in the world that are illegal and you don't get beat up for it. To get arrested is one thing. To be physically uh, abused. Um, Even killed. Yeah. yeah. Is that breaching human rights? Are we, uh, are we on another topic there? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> But because uh, this, is, this goes to another level. I mean, to not yeah. want to have a gay community in your country is one thing. To beat the shit out of people and to treat them like they're treating them, that means they do not recognize them as human. Mm-hmm. So, And then on the other hand, going and saying we uh, welcome people of all kinds, it's kind of scary if you were... If you are uh, in the LGBTQ plus community and you want to go see the World Cup, yeah. it's kind of scary right now because you're going to a place where you being you might get you killed. Well, you can't be yourself. No. You have to be extremely not. careful. And then they, uh, they come up with saying, well, this is our country. This is our rules. You have to behave like we say you have to behave. But uh, well, uh, is there any freedom then? We can compare it to like... Uh, The alcohol sales they do because they had a kiss about this too that um, FIFA at first wanted to be able to sell beer to all yeah. the, the audience mm. and then in Qatar it's um, prohibited isn't it yeah. alcohol and so they were like oh well okay then we won't serve you alcohol but uh, because we want to respect Qatar's rules but we still will have lots of alcohol cocktails champagne in the VIP lounge mm. For the rich people, yeah. So, because it's usually how it is uh, for the tourists. It's they have bars and things like that, and they're all grouped in certain areas. Uh, and yeah, I mean, alcohol should have been allowed to some degree. It's it's the World Cup, uh, and he, he actually also said something about this. Um, If this is the biggest issue we have for the World Cup, then I will resign immediately and go to the beach to relax. I think if for three hours a day you cannot drink a beer, you will survive. And he says that, of course, in some stadium in other countries, it's the rule. You don't drink like France, Spain, Portugal, Scotland. Uh, and he said here it's become such a big thing blown out of proportion because it's a Muslim country. I don't know why we tried, tried to have alcohol. Uh, and that's why I give you the late change of policy. Uh, but we did try. He said we did try to have the alcohol. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can accept that there is no alcohol on the stadium, but what do you think? This is a huge celebration. People are going to pre-drink and people are going to drink after the game. Where are those people going to go? Are they going to be safe if they go out on the street and they're, you know, tipsy or over the limit? What, what happens to those people? Yeah, and they're going to go out. With, if you have that big of a crowd... You cannot control, like, not everyone is going to go back to their hotels. No. It's just not going to happen. So you need to have a safety well, they're gonna have to. precautions. <laughs> you need to have, yeah, a policy for that, like crowd control, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I just wanted to add a little bit uh, on this uh, LGBTQ plus um, issue. Uh, so go online and read. There's lots of things to read about it. And there's lots of testimony of violence and, and yeah, a lot of women being beaten up and things like that. Um, and I, I just want to say, because there's another story that's been coming up lately in Dubai with um, models, influencers, uh, young actresses going to those countries, uh, promised luxury uh, money gifts uh, in exchange of being some sort of escort 
uh, escort or uh, being seen with a Qatari men or men from, you know, over there. And, um, and quickly turning to prostitution because uh, you get offered huge sums of money. Uh, and there are stories coming out slowly. I, I try to find stuff on the internet. I saw some videos uh, mostly, and it's talked a lot in the French press. Um, but uh, you, you'll find it very difficult to find stuff right now because it shouldn't be coming out right now at, at the same time as everything already. But yes, women invited to the Emirates uh, offered a lot of money and turning to prostitution and uh, women invited to hotel rooms with lots of men, asking them to have sex with each other, uh, watching them, asking them to have sex with animals. Uh, so this is very much happening. Uh, and then I feel like it's very ambiguous to have those twisted men uh, asking for all those weird fet fetishes and fantasies they can't fulfill themselves. And then uh, having this uh, LGBTQ uh, law... Yeah, um, that it's illegal and, you know. I would say that is hypocritical if you're afraid of being sexually deviant and then you pay hookers. Yeah. Like, not hookers, but these models, you pay them lots of money to go have sex with animals and beat each other. Mm -hmm. I heard there's a lot of yeah. violence involved as well. It's inhumane yeah. and that's sexually deviant. That should not be allowed. Absolutely. So there'll be more stories coming up soon. Uh, it's only a matter of time and that will be another topic for the show. Uh, I'm almost done with my rants. Uh, finally, 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 he says, Qatar is offering them, the migrant workers, opportunities. They do it in a legal way. We in Europe, we close our borders. We don't allow practically any workers from these countries who are trying to come to work legally in our countries. Those who reach, reach Europe and those who want to come to Europe, they have to go through very difficult journeys. Only a few survive. So if you really care about the destiny of these people, these young people, Europe can do as Qatar did, create some channels, some legal channels, slavery, to increase the percentage of these workers to come to Europe. Give them some work, give them some future. Wow. <laughs> do they not sound like great people, guys? No. Qatar, really. Wow. I mean, you showed us the way. Come on. Mm. Yeah, what do you think about that? <sighs> I mean, they are just really not... I mean, they're really twisting uh, their perspectives, trying to seem like they are doing all these immigrants a favor, a favor. but really they are... <sighs> when we are aware of the Kefala sub, uh, yeah. system, when we are aware that people have been traveling also to come to those places in, in difficult conditions, it's not like they took a freaking flight. They probably were on the back of a truck for, for days without yeah. water. Uh, and then the working condition and 50 degrees heat, uh, being denied to have water, being denied to have proper health care because people are getting diseases from working in this heat. They have uh, uh, kidney failure. They have to have dialysis after they are finished working on those construction sites. And guess what? Do you think they're going to be supported by the Qatari system? They're sent back home and good luck to find yourself a freaking doctor and to find the money to save yourself. And yes, when they're finished, they go home, they go to their country, they have no money to support their family. What, what kind of future are we talking about here? How does it help to say that, oh, we, we give them more money than they have back home and then you don't give them paychecks? Like, and yeah. even if you do, the minimum wage is probably, I mean, 
a little helpful, but what state are they coming home deathly sick? All the money that they just earned, they have to spend on doctor's bills now. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, no future. I mean, uh, fair enough. We are we are unable to welcome any migrants uh, or many migrants that, in Europe. It's not possible. It's not physically doable. What are we going to do with them? Like what we're doing in France, we tell them to come in and then we put them in in camps, in tents, and and we have to make sure the conditions of living are good enough for them. And still, you know, there's petty crime. There are fires happening. There are the people getting really, really cold right now because winter is coming. Well, why take people if you can't support them? You know, this is what uh, they need to understand. And people understand it's a difficult situation. And it takes resources. And we don't always have the resources. And also, mm. I'm sorry, well, should we take slaves back home? Should we, ha should we try that for a year? Should we have slaves in Norway and slaves in yeah. France? And <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, but like there's tons of people looking for jobs already and, and desperate to work and not getting enough jobs. Like, I'm so, Man, how it's slavery work? <laughs> no, it's shocking to me. FIFA makes, what, what, six billion euros from this whole event? Mm. And now we just have to hope that some of that money goes to the actual families. Yeah, compensation. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yes, um... Okay, and then I will just say uh, one little thing here. Do we want to continue to spit on the others because they look different or they feel different? We defend human rights. We do it our way. We obtain results. We got women fans in Iran. The Women's League was created in Sudan. Let's celebrate. Don't divide. I think that's been always like the, the, the last word for FIFA. It's like, it's just football. Okay, chill, guys. Mm. Uh, okay, do we go there? Do, did you just say that? Uh, do we talk about Iran right now? Really, in do we? In this climate, that's ballsy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do, we, do we mention the women uh, who have been banned from stadium under the Islamic law of 1979? Okay, 1979 people, women are banned from stadium. And it's only a handful, uh, 500, precisely 500 of them currently this year allowed to get in the stadium and to sit in their little box with their other female peers because, um, yeah, because it's the World Cup. That's why they're allowed right now, because it's the World Cup. When this is over, let's see how it's happening for those women. Uh, and also... Needless to say that uh, currently in Iran, the country is completely going backward. And since the death of this uh, Iranian Kurdish uh, woman, Masa Amini, uh, for being arrested by the morality police of Iran for breach of the country's strict dress code, uh, it's still fury and people on the streets against the hijab load, against the security forces brutality and the, the government repression. And when you hear... You read the text about what's happening in Iran and you hear the, the leader saying, well, women, they don't want freedom. They just want to have sex and dress, <laughs> you know, and have oh less. Like, who says that? Like, wow. OK, so, yeah, it's just football. And, and don't tell me. Like, even the players coming forward and making little speeches saying, hey, we just want to play and have fun. When we kick the ball, everything is forgotten. And, and football is not political. Football, sports, 
uh, any event is political. The, the Olympics under Hitler, come on, like everything was political. This is why we have sports. It's a great opportunity. Don't say it's not political. Qatar is in this for the politics. They, they got the game for the politics. Of course. They, it's always been political. And it's been one of the things that actually brought Europe together. And cooperation between countries. It's yeah. one of the most important political tools we have, actually. Like... How can you how can you deny completely everything? How can you sweeten the deal so much? It also just uh completely takes away all the bad shits like trying to say, Oh, this is just a fun thing, we don't take it that seriously and then you just completely ignore it that you're you just ruined the lives of so many people just for this fun game. Mm. Like Infringing on human rights, uh, LGBTQ plus, yeah, right, everything, and you're supporting this country that is doing this still after, before you came and after you leave. Yeah, and absolutely. you don't try to change anything about it except for like in the game when it's being broadcasted and when it's relevant. So there you go, you have it. Uh, this is for uh, debunking the speech of Giovanni Infantino, which I hope is not going to be a president of FIFA for very long now. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, yeah, boycott the games. Don't watch it. Don't watch these games this year. And keep fighting and keep every day at it and keep finding informations and, and telling the truth because, yeah, football is wonderful. I... I but no, I don't understand this decision with Qatar and and I do not approve. And and let's see, you know, if if changes do come forth post-World Cup, I, I applaud it. Like, yeah. really amazing, you know, if there is some freedom in that country, if True. that brings that, fantastic. Um, we have to keep uh, attention to Qatar after the Cup and we can't just end yeah. all the news after the the cup is over. Absolutely. We have to keep watching what actually happens when the FIFA leaves. Absolutely. Because <laughs> that's going to happen. So thank you for listening <laughs> to me rant. <laughs> yes, always a pleasure. Thank you for watching. Uh, this has been uh, Snack Eric Norsk with uh, Elise and Mac on Instagram and also on the radio, Radio Nova. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.